Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 280. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is Kaz, who is a radio host for New Jack City Radio. I hope that you guys check out his links below. He is coming to us as an author of his new book. It is called Reach. I want you guys to also check that out. Links are always down in the bio. We hope that you guys check out all of his stuff. An incredible individual. We hope that you like this podcast. But before before we get into it, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us, so all of our social media handles is under Finding Arizona Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You let us know who you want in next. We will make it happen. I promise you we are listening to you guys in the DMs. We are listening to you as much as we can, so providing you a wonderful guests every week so that you guys can enjoy this podcast. Next up, if you would like to go check out some of the stuff that we have available that is not content of podcast relation you can go do so at our website it is uh, the newsletter and then the blog the newsletter tells you the official things that are going on in the neighborhood and also what's going on in our podcast officially but the blog is a little bit more the personal side for those of you who want to get you know deep into what we're doing here behind the scenes or if you want to know what Brittany and I are enjoying in our personal lives and if you want to catch up with our little son Atlas who's growing up up like a weed right now he is just big he's getting bigger by the day i'm just incredibly amazed by what this kid does um i'm i'm one-sided because i get to see him every day so anywho we hope that you guys join us on the blog we also that we have youtube available for those of you who are following us on social media we just went live with our wonderful friend uh, jv we hope that you guys stay with us that you guys are checking out those live productions we need your help to get better and better uh we'd love to see some chat related stuff uh answering questions off of chat too down the road that's all available so we got a lot of stuff coming down the road we got a lot of stuff in the works so we hope that you guys stay with us everything under finding arizona podcast.com uh last but not least a part of this intro is my favorite part the community court board if you have an event or something that you want to highlight send us a line at finding arizona podcast gmail.com i will set you up with a shout out like the following events uh coming to us on april 1st was the 33rd annual american indian student art show and sale. This is taking place over at the Herd Museum. This happens every year to help support Native students and education. So two things that I'm very, very looking forward to helping out with and uh, also hope that you guys check it out as well. They're going to be traditional art from Kachina dolls to pottery, to baskets, to jewelry, to beadwork, to weaving, to paintings, to sculptures, anything you can possibly imagine. These students really do bring out the big guns and show and highlight their culture on a very, very beautiful and uh, grand scale. So go check that out at the Herd Museum April 1st. Uh, the next event is the Coronado Art Crawl. This is their third annual art crawl. They're going to allow uh, artists who live in the Coronado neighborhood and out into their yards to sell their artwork. We hope that you guys go check it out. It is a socially distanced event with hand sanitizers, all that jazz. You can bike, you can walk, you can golf cart, you can drive. Whatever your uh, heart desires, it is all taking place Saturday, April 10th at 10 a.m. Parking is free. The event is free. We hope that you guys check it out. So far, 60 artists confirmed. 
It's going to be a fun one. That's the Coronado Art Crawl taking place April 10th at 8 a.m. And that concludes our community court board. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. This is episode number 280 with our new friend Kaz. Uh, I will catch you guys all on the next one. Please stay safe, wear a mask, do the right thing. I will catch you on the next episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special every week, and today is no different. I'm going to let this guy introduce himself because, I, you know, he's his own host. He has his own podcast, his own syndicated show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to kick it off to himself to introduce himself and his new book coming out soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Kaz, go. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it very much. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I, first off, I, I'm very grateful for you to let me come on to your show and talk about my book um, and, and the radio show. So um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm speechless right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, let me just let, let's just start off with your, your radio show, New Jack, New sure. Jack Radio. Um, sure. Let's just say your DJ Kaz on the radio show. Right. Am I am I getting yes. that right? OK, that's right. That's right. Yes. So, and so that, go right ahead. Go. Ahead. I was going to say, um, so the radio show that I do that you're talking about, uh, it's a weekly show. Um, <laughs> it's syndicated across the country. Um, I'm in 10 markets right now and it airs here also in Phoenix yes. on 887 The Pulse and it's simulcast on um, 90.7, um, 9 to 11 and then a.m. and 9 to 11 p.m. So if people want to check that out, they can catch that. Go to newjackradiolive.com. Real quick, kind of about my my radio history. I've worked in radio for over 15 years. Um, I've worked for companies such as CBS, iHeart, um, Hubbard, uh, Sandusky. I worked in San Francisco for a little bit. Uh, Seattle was kind of my last stint. Then I came to Arizona, which I, I truly love it here. This is, uh, I, I, I think this is one of the best moves I've made. Awesome. Um, Good to hear. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love the Southwest, it's, it's the culture, the history. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and so I came here and my radio show, New Jack Radio, was something that was just online. Mm-hmm. And but it was something that was that was in the works while I was in radio. But it had so many different um, flavors of the show. You know, I did slow jams. I did uh, uh, I did like a, a hip hop one. And then I found my niche with New Jack Swing. So New Jack Radio is basically 80s and 90s New Jack Swing hits from that era. So you have Guy, from, you know, Teddy Riley. Yeah. Uh, you have Keith Sweat. You have Janet Jackson. Um, kind of that upbeat, fun, R&B, hip hop type, uh, you know, stuff. I throw nice. in some MC Hammer uh, Arrested Development, um, I mean, Boys to Men, the list goes on and on. And for a lot of us that are between the ages of 30 and, you know, at 50 or even, you know, further down the line, um, it was kind of our, like a soundtrack for our younger years or even our young adult <laughs> years. Yeah. And people love the show um, because you, you can't find anything like this on the radio. So it's yeah. a specialty show. It's called New Jack Radio, airs weekly. And um, I, I am so uh, humbled to have it air here in Phoenix or in, well, yeah, the Phoenix metro area, which was actually the first place that took the show on. So 
That's um, awesome. A big shout out. Yes, a big shout out to, to Steve Graz uh, from 88.7, the, nice. the general manager there. I, I just sent him a, a, an idea about the show. He said, I love it. Let's bring it on. And like I think Good next week, it, it, the week after it was on. So, um, and those that do listen, um, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, and I'd love to hear from you about the show, um, how we can make it better, uh, what, what you like about the show. Yeah. Um, please reach out to, uh, to me at New Jack Radio Live. Yeah. dot com it, it's a great a great little fun show so. I, I i i'm so glad to hear that you have you know not only fans but just like a real appreciation for where you've come from where you've been and just kind of this your whole you know this love of like you can really tell that you have this surrounding around you that is just a, an an empathy of uh appreciation for everything that has come your way so i'm gonna ask you the question that we've asked kind of now that everything that has gone down in um, the world, how have you been during the pandemic and how has your family been during the pandemic and how has all the adjusting in your life been going and doing through this time of change? Um, I think we we've looked at not only the situation, but life a little bit more serious, you know, um, because the pandemic, it, it really took a beating on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it did kind of take a beating on me as well. Um, kind of my history, I, I was actually working um, for the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department as a detention officer when this all kicked off. Gotcha. And so it's all new. And of course, we're enclosed with all these inmates. So it's like, yeah. what do we do? How do, you know, there was no vaccine. There was nothing. It just kicked off. And so that was one of the reasons I, I kind of stepped down from that position because mm. it was there was no uncertainty what was going to happen. Hmm. Um, okay. I saw I saw a lot of my my coworkers, they got sick. And I mean yeah. really bad, like really sick. Yeah. I got sick at one point too, but I it was so early I don't even know if it was COVID. So I may have had it. Yeah. Or I may have just had a normal cold, cold. I don't know. Um, but I didn't want to bring that to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I walked away from it all. Um, yeah. I love doing that job. I love being able to help people. Um, but I, I stepped down from it. Uh, bec- that was one of the reasons was the COVID because they didn't know how to, to handle it. And I'm sure they were doing yeah. the best they could to handle it. They're trying to keep us safe. They made sure we wore masks. Um, they were doing everything they could, um, but nobody knew what was going to happen. Sure, um, yeah. Because even the inmates, uh, they had it. You know, they were bringing it into the jails. And so it was very scary. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to put my life or my family's life or even my coworkers um, in risk of, you know, spreading the disease to them. So, absolutely. Um, so we, we just kind of looked at, looked at the big picture and even at life, you know, saying this can be a great opportunity for me to continue forward with something I've always been working on for years, Mm -hmm. Uh, radio and and my book and all kinds of other things. Yeah. So we looked at it like that and said, you know what? Life is short. Yeah. You know, we've been through a lot. Um, So let's, let's give it a shot. We have nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of what what life is is about, you know. You, you got to take that chance. You have to reach 
uh, for what you believe in and what you think is, is, uh, is good for you and your family. Yeah. Um, but going back to your question, as far as how, how have we handled it, I think we've done pretty good. My wife's been working from home for the last almost year and a half. Okay. Um, my daughter, she continues to go to work. Uh, and they've, they've been super helpful. Yeah. Uh, they take temperatures. They have nurses on site. Uh, they make them wear a mask. Um, and they take all the precautions. And so um, they've, they've been doing a tremendous job. And making here. sure that, that the staff and you know everybody is is good to go and there hasn't been any major issues so that's good um but we 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 stay at home you know i stay here <laughs> in my office and i just work um now that i work from home so i'm not really out in the public a whole lot yeah um but i i hope that that this gets a little bit better for people so we can get back to kind of nor things are getting back to normal a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I like, I like getting out in front of people. I like, I like to meet people, of course, yeah. the radio stuff and the book, you know, I'd like to, to talk to them and, and get their opinions and what, what they, they think sure. is, uh, is, is, uh, cool about the show and things like that. <laughs> so I miss that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I hope that with everything in the next couple of months, we'll, we'll get back to normal now they have a vaccine and, um, people, and I know that I heard this morning that like the numbers were, were starting to go down in Arizona. So that's oh, good. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Kudos super to that. glad for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My wife just um, got but, her second shot. She uh, actually just got her second vaccine shot. So she's, Oh, wow. Good for she's her. Very, she's very excited. <laughs> good, good. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that, that she's, uh, she's, she, that she got to get the shot because it's, yeah. it's so hard for a lot of people. Well, she, she's, yeah. uh, she, uh, her day job is, um, a healthcare facility. So she, she's, Oh, so she has to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All so right. She's, uh, she's oh. mandated, but if she wants to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah. But I mean, I honestly, like that is incredible to hear that you guys have been, you know, blessed enough to, to go through, what you've been through and do the changes and still have the family intact and, and, and most of everyone just be well off the way they are. And so, yeah, that is incredible to hear. And that's one of the reasons why we ask is because, you know, I don't want to feel like a, first off, I don't want to feel like the pandemic's not in this world. It is 100% a part of our lives. I don't want to hide that fact. It is a change a lot of people's life. B I also want to reach out and be, kind-hearted enough to know that's like i know every entrepreneur and every business owner says they're good but it's like really like take a moment to relax and just take it in with me like let me have that conversation with you because you know all in all you may say to everyone you're fine but it's like you're overwhelmed or whatever but that's okay because it's understandable in those moments where you're trying so hard to facilitate everyone else's issues and you're helping everyone else with their problems that you sometimes forget yourself you sometimes you know lose yourself in the mix of everything so that's why we ask that question but i really yeah i really do appreciate you saying uh, those words the other questions that we asked and that used to be our number one question is can you give us a little bit of the origin of the story of just not only new jack radio but like can you give us a little bit of i know it probably goes into the book but it's like mm-hmm. can you give us actually where the first aha moment for writing the book came to be because i know that might be it's like you had the inkling to want to write but it's like where was that first like you know what i'm going to put ink to paper here 
Um, well, as I, as I said, that the book actually has been like five years in the making. Yeah. Um, I think, so what, what started out for the book was um, I actually was going to do a documentary. Okay. Um, yeah. And I have like tons of footage from radio and me doing all tons of stuff, yeah. like over eight hours of footage just sitting in my safe over here. And wow. Never knowing if it's ever going to get released. Um, but that, I think that's what kind of started the movement for the book. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the film, the documentary didn't really come together well. The people I work, was working with, mm-hmm. we just kind of went in different directions. And so we just kind of halted. And so throughout that time I was making the documentary, mm-hmm. um, I was doing some writing uh, little by little. And eventually it just started piecing together. And I thought, I have a book here, um, which kind of details a lot about what was in the film that we were making in like 20, 2010 or 2011. Um, and then as I was putting this together, um, I would always ask myself when I was in my computer and I'd look at it, it would just sit there, just a file and say, what am I going to do with this? When am I going to release this? Something Mm -hmm. that people are going to enjoy. And I wasn't sure. I was very nervous about putting it out because it had some very personal things that people may not have known about. Um, But I thought after this whole pandemic started that this could be the time to release the book because the book talks about my personal story struggles um growing up as a youth in um east oakland california yeah um i was at one point i was homeless um i was abandoned um i dropped out of school uh gang violence. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. And and this was all happening as a teenager. And I know when you and I spoke, those are things that kids shouldn't be thinking of at that age between 13 and, you know, 18. Um, They should be thinking about, you know, hey, um, where where are we going to hang out tonight? Or, you know, uh, let's let's save money to get that car and school, you know, the fun things that we should be but I didn't have that opportunity um, because at 16, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to when the p- pandemic hit, uh, January, I thought, you know what? This is going to be a great time to release the book because the book talks about struggles mm-hmm. and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel as far as digging yourself out of that hole. Yeah. Um, and I know with the pandemic, there's a lot of people that lost jobs. Uh, there was deaths, mm-hmm. uh, financial situations, people losing homes. Um, and I put the book out because I want to bring a little bit of light to those people that are struggling right now, knowing that things will get better. Yeah, I'm living proof of that. I went yeah. from nothing to something, but I kept my faith. I kept positive and I kept the right people around me and i think that's what got me out of that that ditch that i lived in thinking that this was all my life was going to be 
And when I started to realize that there was more to life than what I see every day, mm. I thought, wow, I could do this. I can do that. I, I worked in law enforcement, which is something I never thought I could do. Yeah. I worked for three, three different agencies. Um, I joined the military. I spent five years in the military, which is something I never thought I could do. I wrote a book. Um, yeah. I, I, I did radio for 15 years and still doing radio. I have a, a nationally syndicated radio show. Um, and the list goes on and on. There, there's so many things that I've got to do in my life. Um, and I just want people to know that I, if I could do it, you can do it. I know those words are easier said than done. Um, but it's just staying on top of your dreams and goals and focus on what you want to do, yeah. not what people are telling you to do. Um, you have to find your kind of your purpose of what, you know, what you're here for. Um, ironically, um, me being a radio broadcaster, I kind of feel like I was a messenger from God because I'm speaking to people. Yeah. So I, so that's kind of my thing, you know, through the books, through the radio, through the radio show. Um, so I'm kind of like a, a, a vessel that God is using me, uh, to get out these things. Um, I experience these things to, to help other people. I know it sounds weird. Um, you know, I went through these struggles so that hopefully, I can help at least one person. Yeah. And that's all it takes. If if one person picked up this, picked up my book and said, you know what? I changed my life because of your book, then my job is done. Yeah. Um, I'm not out trying to save the world. I'm not trying to save millions of people. I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not making really any money off of this book. Um, I just want to encourage people yeah. in their life now to to be the best they can in their life. I know that situations are tough. Yeah. I get it. I've been there. I totally understand. Um, but with the right focus on life, you can overcome these things. I Love promise it. you can, yeah. you can definitely uh, dig yourself out of that hole that, that you were put in. So. Yeah. Let me ask you this, um, knowing that you are kind of like your audio background and just the years that you've done the, the show for, why choose to go the route of writing it and doing a book rather than let's say another podcast that you can do the same kind of method of, of, you know, marketing uh, or different. Why choose a method that is, I guess to me, sentimental like this, where it's written down on a, on a form like this. It, exactly. And that's what it is. Um, I'm old school. I mean, already off the show, new Jack radio. That's old yeah. school. Okay. Um, writing for me um, was something that I kind of enjoyed growing up. It, it also helped me. Um, it was kind of like therapeutic for me to write things down. Sure. Um, I know that my dad uh, was a huge writer. Um, and when he passed away in 2003, I found tons of writings. Wow. He did, he did poetry. Wow. Uh, he was trying to get a book published. Book published. Um, he did so, so many writings and I have them stored away here and, and yeah. I hope to one day put them together for a book to help someone else. Sure. Um, and poetry, um, uh, a lot of people don't know this too, but I kind of started in 
in this industry as as a, a music artist. I was a, I was a rap, and I used to perform at local talent shows. Wow! And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it kind of started as well. Okay. Um, but writing is just it just has a different feeling, you know, from me yeah. talking on the microphone or, um, you know, just being able to write something, it just has a whole different feeling. And, and to me, I, I feel like it comes out a lot better, you know, mm -hmm. okay. um, I, I could really write down my emotions or, you know, what, what I'm thinking because yeah. podcasting, you're just off the brain. Yeah. But this way, <laughs> it's, it's right. And it's like art, you know, I'm painting a picture mm -hmm. and that's really all this, this book is. I'm just, I'm painting a picture um, for people yeah. Uh, to see. So this is this is my canvas and I'm an artist and I'm just making this picture. Yeah. Uh, and piecing it together like a puzzle so people can see uh the finished uh piece there. Uh, but writing it's it's kind of a I don't know, it's a lost art for some people. For know? sure. For very um, for sure. And like I said, I'm old school and, and I, I really think getting back to that is uh, it has something. I don't know. Yeah. To me it just it has more value, you know. Are you um, a, are you a handwriter then to type it, or are you just straight up typing first? I do both. So oh, okay, cool. I'll I'll jot down some notes. You know, if I feel like I I need to write something down, I'll jot. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then I'll just start piecing it together and putting it on the computer and then saving it there. Gotcha. Um, but I have notebooks of uh, of writings of just stuff that I don't even know what's in there. Yeah, I mean, I um, imagine your dad's the same way. Like, your dad probably was like that, too, where he's just like, jot, jot, jot. I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but here right. it is. Well, yeah. I know one of his things was he wanted to write a book. That's and really cool. so I, I know one day uh, when I find the time, I'm going to put all of his writings together. A lot of yeah. it has to do with uh, his time in Vietnam. Sure. Um, and so what I'd like to do is is publish the book and reach out to a lot of the, uh, the Vietnam veterans yeah, and uh, see how I can connect with them through my dad. Cause he, uh, he was a decorated uh, Marine uh, combat wow. veteran, purple heart recipient. Yeah. Um, that, you know, he, he fought in Vietnam and he just, when he came back and I do talk about it in the book, um, how his life changed, you know, mm -hmm. he, he went over there at 19 years old thinking that, you know, he was doing something great uh, for the country. And then he comes home and they just kind of, you know, like they don't want any, don't want to do anything with him, you know? Yeah. So um, it's kind of a sad story, you know? And, and I know he's not the only one. There's a lot of Vietnam veterans that, that don't get the credit, uh, yeah. with the, you know, for what they did over there. So um, if there's any Vietnam veterans watching or listening right now, uh, thank you guys. And one of the big things that you guys didn't get was uh, welcome home. So welcome yeah. home. Thank you guys. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, that um, that's really incredible for you to say right now, because again, I think one thing that I always find very interesting about doing these podcasts is kind of the small world connections that we have in right. meeting new people. So I can let you know now, my grandfather was a Vietnam veteran who was, it was there too. It, it, it was, mm -hmm. it wasn't the easiest route coming home. Um, the right, other, right. the other aspect of this is that um, I wanted to kind of maybe throw my, what my perspective is and seeing your story 
um, what you've been able to untold, like tell me so far and fold to me, mm-hmm. you know, behind the, you know, before recording and during recording, the parallels that you and your father both share in kind of the similar of a traumatic issue or something happening traumatically in their lives between the tr- the critical ages of teenage years and that, right. that that story unfolding for you guys and may not been a great story for or in a great unfolding for your father but for you mm-hmm. to learn from his experience or to learn from whatever he went through and to get to where you're at now is just it it really shows kind of growth and development and just shows also the parallels of like how you and your father connect in life and in what you've guys been through traumatic wise in that timeline right. in your world. So our, our relationship was kind of cloudy. Um, mm-hmm. I know that my, my parents divorced when I was about six years old. And of course at that time I didn't understand. Yeah. Um, but throughout my life with my dad, uh, you know, we had our ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the age of 13 to 16, um, the court, there was there, uh, he did, he took, um, he took my mom to court to get custody of me and the judge granted him, hmm. uh, to let me come live with him. And I okay. thought, wow, this is, this is very cool because of his mental state and his physical ability. They didn't think that he was going to be able to take care of me. Hmm. Um, and I know he did the best he could with yeah. what he had. Once again, living with him was was difficult. Um, we lived in a halfway house, mm. um, and it was a one bedroom, so we had to share, you know, one bedroom, one bath. Yeah. And uh, he just he just had so many issues I didn't realize until I got older. Um, you know, I I didn't realize the military part until I got in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, now looking back on all that stuff. Um, he just had a really difficult time uh, just trying to adjust to life after coming back from Vietnam. Okay. And I, like I said, I know he's not the only one, but our relationship was kind of up and down. Yeah. Um, when I left, uh, it, it, uh, it, 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 was, it kind of ended in a fight, like a physical fight. Um, and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to leave because yeah. either I was going to end up dead or something serious was going to happen to him. So I said, the best yeah. thing just get out. I can't do it anymore. Um, I mean, I love my dad. Uh, you know, I, I still continue his memory and, mm-hmm. and all that. And, and I know that underneath all that pain and suffering that he was, he was such a, a good, good person. I know yeah. he was Yeah. Um, from people that knew him before the war or even during the time when he was pretty stable after the war. Yeah. Um, but at the end of his life, he uh, uh, we kind of rekindled our relationship. That's good. Um, he came. He came to visit me. Um, it is kind of a sad ending how it did end because uh, he came to visit me and he passed away while he was there. Oh wow! And, um, so there were so many things that that we wanted to talk about that I didn't get the opportunity to talk sure. about. But yeah. The greatest thing he said to me when I left his hotel room that night, the last thing, I was the last person that ever saw him. And he he said, 
son, I'm proud of you. He gave me a hug and said, I loved you. And that was it. That was the last conversation we had. That's really good. So I, I'm kind of glad that we rekindled that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a, uh, even though it's, it's been over like 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. almost 20 years since he passed, um, it, it's still kind of difficult to talk about because yeah, uh, I can imagine as an adult, you look back on all those things um, and, the, and, and you, you realize that, that as a father, now that I'm a father, mm-hmm. um, he, he definitely did the best he could. Um, he left me with a, a lot of great gems, you yeah. know, for life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take those to heart and That's I continue idea. and push and reach. Um, I, I know that he would be so proud of, of the reach I know in his life, that's yeah. what he was trying to do. Um, so I, I hope he's up there and, and looking down on this and being like, that's it. You yeah. got it, son. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this too, because yeah. you, you did bring up the family, like the the, the parent part. Mm-hmm. You know, and you also had mentioned earlier that not all, all, all the stories that you wrote about were known by a even some of your family members, what kind of conversations right. did you have to have with your wife and your daughters about some of these stories or, you know, knowing that it is going to be published or knowing that it's going to be out there in the world Did you right. have to have those conversations with them before writing the story uh, or you're like publishing it. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. A uh, couple things. My wife is supportive of what I do through radio, and my book and all that but she doesn't really like study my work. She doesn't listen to me on the radio. Sure. She doesn't read my book, (laughs) Um, but she's, she's supportive of what I do. That's wonderful. Um, But, but just doesn't really have anything, want to do anything with, with, with this, which is cool. Which is the true true definition of unconditional love. Right. True (laughs) definition of unconditional love. Right. Um, So when I took the book out, uh, my me and my mom's relationship is it's pretty good, you know, but it has its ups and downs. Sure. Um, you know, because there's there's still quite a few things that uh that that I talk about in the book. Uh like I said, she had abandoned me. Um but two days after I published the book, I had no idea that she purchased it. And I said, Well, I was I won't send you one. You didn't yeah. buy it. Yeah. Um, I mean that's your mom, of course. Yeah, of course. Pay for it. <laughs> so um and all she said was, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Um, but I knew that was going to be the reaction because mm-hmm. um, when we talked earlier that yeah. my mom, she, she is from the Philippine Islands. Um, she grew up in poverty um, and she came to America in the 70s and yeah. didn't understand the American way of life. So still to this day, she's still has difficulties understanding why some things are like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what she thought was normal and then coming here was not normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she grew up in a third world country. So they, their views on things are totally different than us here in America. Um, but I know that she did the best she could as a single mm-hmm. parent uh, trying to raise, you know, myself, my, my older brother and my sister, 
Yeah. Um, and, and being a parent is, is, is tough. You know, it, there's no instructions. Um, you kind of learn on the way. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, how do you know if you're, you're being a good parent or being a bad parent? I'm not saying she was a bad parent. Um, I mean, she worked super hard. I mean, she worked two or three jobs sometimes to yeah. make sure we had food. Um, so in my mind, I know she did the best she could. Yeah. And she called me and she said, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And I said, mom, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's life. It happens. These are things that happen. Learn from them. And we move on. And I told her, I said, as funny as all this stuff sounds, um, I'm glad these things happen to me because yeah, now I can help someone else that may be in that situation. Um, it, yeah, it, it was tough. It was, you know, there, there was a lot of times I really wanted to give up, but I knew that, um, that my story, and this is going to be funny too, that my story was going to be told. In the book, I, I, in the beginning, I talk about a letter that I found when I was cleaning out my, my dad's apartment. Yeah. Um, a letter that I wrote, and I got it back here somewhere um, at like eight years old. And it talks about, Dad, I'm going to be a rock star. Wow. I'm going to buy a guitar. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to buy you a big house. <laughs> and so at eight years old, I was already manifesting what I was going to do in my life. Nice. That, that letter sat in my dad's house until he passed away until I cleaned it. Wow. And when I opened it, it blew my mind. Like oh. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, that um, I, I can like, I can tell you that my mom saved a couple of stuff that like, you know, when I graduated college, she like kept a lot of things that like growing up, um, uh -huh. whether that's like kindergarten or grade school stuff that like I gave to her and right. she wanted me to have it. And she's like, look, look at how much you've grown and, <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a, it's mind boggling. Cause you read your own handwriting. It's like, I want to be this. I want to do that. I want to be right. like, you know, all of these things. And it, it really does take you back of like, some of them you remember writing like in elementary school or some of them you have like little inklings of memories of like, Oh yeah, I remember doing this or, Oh yeah. I remember. Right, right. And it's like, it takes you back instantly just seeing that either oh, yeah. the, the picture or the handwriting, it just takes you right back to those memories. Absolutely. And, and those are great memories to have too, because then you yeah. can share now the Centura father, yeah. you can share the, with your, with your kids. Um, so, so that, that's, those are good things to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, we're reaching the end here, but I want to, you know, sure. conclude with one big, you know, I want to conclude with something that I think would be really kind of inspirational. I think it would really well, well, end well with us here today is I know that there is hard times and you were, like you said, there's, there's a way to get through that. There's a silver lining. Can you, can you give us the advice you would give that teenage boy that is going to happen to go through all these struggles. Can you give us that piece of advice you would give that teenage boy yourself? Sure. I would say don't give up. Don't give in. Life is not as bad as we think it is. Um, there's so many great things 
that the world has to offer. And the small things that we think about um, are so minute to what the universe has to offer. Um, make sure that you stay positive. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm. And, and make sure that you're you're understanding your goals and your life, what you want to do. Yeah. Um, because these things are there for you. You just have to reach just like the book. That's all you have to do. Awesome. I love it. Thank you again for doing all of this with us. I do appreciate you. I mean, just to give everyone a little heads up, we had a little technical issues in the beginning, but we worked through them. Hey, we, we managed right. through them. We, you know, just spend a little bit extra time and love and care and on that. Right. Um, That's it. Yeah. And then uh, thank you again for you know coming on board. And then before we go, I love to do everyone the favor of just being able to promote themselves, uh, whether that's your social media handles or your website, any upcoming events that you want to promote, go right ahead. This is your opportunity. The floor is yours. All right. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, first off, um, the book, Reach, it's all you have to do in life. Um, it's kind of a memoir uh, about my story and hopefully helping others to get out there and reach for their goals and dreams. Um, so you can pick that up on Amazon.com, or you can also go to the station page at NewJackRadioLive.com. Um, and when you go to NewJackRadioLive.com, you'll find all the, the links to uh, my syndicated show, uh, which airs weekly across the country, also airs here in Phoenix on 88.7 The Polls from 9 to 11 a.m. and p.m. Awesome. Um, also, I want to talk about uh, an event that's going to be happening uh, at Jared's Coffee and Tea Gallery. That's me right there. Yeah, um, it's a it's it's a it's a meet and greet. So I'll be there talking about the book, also uh, uh, giving some books away, um, also uh, answering questions, and of course getting out to meet the community of people that uh, that love the book. Um, so hopefully, anyone it, it's open to the public. It's free. So hopefully, you guys can come out, awesome. check it out. Also, they got some great coffee there, so uh, it's, it's good to go. Um, but uh, I, I would love to see that's happening March 5th from 3 to 5, um, open to the public, free. Um, purchase books. I'll give some books away, uh, sign some books, um, and definitely talk talk with the community and see uh, what's on their mind with all this stuff going on as well. Hopefully to uh, inspire others to reach for their goals and dreams. So um, Awesome to hear. That's it. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate being on your show. And this is fantastic. And you guys are reaching as well. So keep, keep reaching for, for the Thank stars, you. my friend. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. I do appreciate it. And before yeah. we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at finding Arizona podcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So you can reach us at finding Arizona podcast under all social media handles. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, finding Arizona podcast. And that concludes our episode here with DJ Kaz and our <laughs> episode with all of you listening here. We say good night to Kaz here and good night to everyone listening. We we will catch you on the next episode.